Okay, so today I wanted to just do a brief talk about, you know, why why do I do things that I do? For example, you know, people ask me all the time, why do I keep wanting more? I'm I'm so good where I am right now. If I just let time do its own work, you know, I would be considered very successful among my group of friends. Now, success for everybody is different. Okay, for some people, it, it may be it may be a net worth of a hundred thousand, or a million, or ten million, or a hundred million. Um, you know, success could ranges for everybody. So I'll tell you right now, you know, if I were to just sit on everything that I have right now, you know, by the time I retire, my my total assets um, in the next twenty to twenty five years would be somewhere around six to ten million dollars. Okay, that's just letting the 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 tenants pay down the rent of the properties that I own, continue to to just save during my job, invest, and so forth. That's just the standard process if I were to do nothing but keep the status quo right now. But instead, I have a few rentals that I'm selling um, because I, I see better deals out there. And I have partners in some of them, you know, some being my family members, but they understand that I have control over those properties. So right now we're selling a, a house in Glendora. It's a three-bed, two-bath, 1,700-square-foot um, house sitting on an 8,000-square-foot 8, lot. Um, we're selling it for $570,000. It's fully paid off right now, which means it's, you know, it's got a lot of trapped equity in that property, and that's why I want to take it out and put it into other properties that I see right now that could give me a much better return. Um, but you know, we're collecting $2,600 a month in rent. My basis was pretty low. We bought it for about, uh, 380. So we have, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars of, of appreciation in that property that I want to get out as well. And my family asked me why, listen, you, you bought it at a low basis. You can keep it at this, at this basis. You will continue to cash flow the rent. Um, and this this property will pay you for the rest of your life, and it will only go nowhere but up in value. So it, it's hard to explain, but it's all about mindset. You know what what makes anybody give up something good for 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 something great, the potential for something great, something that's out there that you don't even know is there yet, but you know that what you have right now, which is very good, is not enough. Um, you can you can think about Tim Cook, you know. Whenever you're faced with a very difficult decision, he says, you know, consider the fact that one day you will be dead. You will die, and everything that you have will be passed along one way or another. You cannot take it with you to the next life. So when you think about you know great people like him and his mindset, it makes decisions like this so much easier for me. I think a lot of people. Before they would have even bought a property like that, would have been very happy with the status quo and lived a very peaceful and happy, content life. But is that what you want? I mean, do you want a content life? Um, or do you want challenges? Do you want new problems? I like new problems. I like new challenges. And I'm willing to risk what I have for something that I want.
it, it's a mindset. So, you know, for a lot of people, I think that's a difficult hurdle to get over. You know, people want more, but they don't want to risk more. Okay. So, uh, you know, as I'm continually being asked, that, that's all I can tell people. Like, listen, I, I, I think I've found my skill. My skill is I will always be able to find a deal. No matter what, in any market, in any circumstance, I will be able to find a deal. So the model that I had created previously, and this is an evolution, nothing is what it will always be forever. Because what you'll learn is once you find one model that works, as soon as you've mastered that model, you are already finding the next model that is more efficient, that will be better. And although I'm not a billionaire like um, Steve Jobs or, or Warren Buffett, I guarantee you at one point they had a goal. And that goal was to make money in a certain model. But as soon as they reached that goal, they immediately realized that they could do better. Um, I just got done interviewing uh, Zach, who has opened, what, 34 franchises, brick-and-mortar franchises, and he eventually sold them um, to, uh, and is very successful at that. And then now he's creating consumer good product, or not consumer good product, but, but packaged good products that um, are sold to grocery stores. And if you listen to that podcast, he'll tell you that everything he has done, the reason why he is successful and the reason why he continually is successful is because he tries, he fails, he iterates to the, to the newest revision, to a better revision, and then he tries and fails again, and it continually gets better and better. And that's really the reason why um, I think business is so scary for a lot of people is because you can't get to the 10th level without going through the first nine. There is no shortcut. If there was a shortcut, everybody would do it. If there was a shortcut to being a millionaire, to being a 10 millionaire or a billionaire, everybody would do it. But the problem is you have to take the first step of the unknown. You have to have to take a leap of faith into a situation that you're unfamiliar with Hopefully, that situation will not bankrupt you, and it'll allow you to enough time and, and, and ensure that you have enough resources that you can iterate your way to be successful. And once you've done it once, now you have a model for the rest of your life. Even if you go bankrupt in the future, you can always revisit a previous iteration that you know was successful. So this is where I'm at. I, I, I originally purchased, you know, um, buy and hold rentals, <clears throat> but the model was broken. <clears throat> and I'll tell you what the model was. Essentially, I would find a foreclosure, a short sale, a probate, you know, some type of distressed property. These are really the easiest to find. I know that a lot of people do off market, but frankly, with my job and my and my time and resources, I didn't I didn't have the 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 effort to to go after the off market properties although i know there's a lot of you know options there so i frankly i i sent i said listen send me all the foreclosures you, it's a very easy you can have a listing agent do it you can probably have zillow do it um just say all foreclosures probates short sales send them to me find the ones in your area that you know that you know are truly undervalued by a significant amount i said listen 
I want to come in. I want to put a conventional loan on there. I'm going to, I'm going to live in it. I'm going to fix it up. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to rent it, not sell. So essentially I would buy uh, rehab, remodel, refinance, not my money out. And that was the problem. You know, it was a very cash um, intensive model that I had. I was essentially putting down a small down payment, but still a down payment. Okay. You're still talking about twenty, thirty thousand dollars Okay. Including closing costs. The remodel was a big part. I would spend somewhere between twenty, thirty thousand dollars in one property. I've spent seventy thousand dollars. That was a big remodel. Okay, for about a about a fourteen hundred square foot property. And then I would rent it out. And the rent would cover the mortgage. But now what I've done is I've I've trapped my down payment, I've trapped my rehab costs, and I've trapped the immediate um, appreciation. That has come along with that property. Um, it's all in the house now. I can't touch it. And what I'm doing is I'm collecting rent. Yes, it's paying off the mortgage, but if you know how a mortgage works, in the very early years, really half of the the life of the the mortgage, you're really paying off a lot of of the of the interest, of the money that goes straight to the bank. You're not making principal payments, right? So. It, what the model was broken. I, I put all the cash in. I get all the appreciation in. It's trapped, and now I'm just paying the bank primarily. So if I plan to keep it for 30 years, obviously yes, the whole thing will be paid off. But um, really, the money is is in there now. And if I could take it out and essentially do it over again, like a flipper, really, it's like what a what a flipper does. Um, I can grow that much faster. So some properties you do this, some properties you don't. You know, if if I can make significant cash flow, um, then so be it. The very first property I purchased, which is also in Glendora, um, you know, right now I'm cash flowing above the mortgage about, oh, let me see, about $1,500. cash flow from one property. Now that's that's really good. And that you can find them. They're not easy to find, but you can absolutely find them. So property like that, even though I have for that property, I have about 300,000 of trapped equity in there between what I've paid down and the appreciation and whatnot. I'm okay with that because I'm cash flowing quite a lot of money. Okay. But I have other properties like I, like in Azusa, which I'm also selling right now where it was a it was a bad purchase. Essentially, I'm just hoping to get my money back once I sell the property. I will get my money back, maybe thirty thousand dollars in profit, not a lot, after repairs and all that. Um, but it's just it's just trapped there. And yes, I could keep it for thirty years, but frankly, you know, I want my hundred thousand dollars back, and I can go find another property that will cash flow a lot better, or I can earn better appreciation, and and keep turning my money like that. Um, now some of you may say, you know, if I'm doing this, if I'm, if I'm going to keep trying to turn properties, um, pretty frequently, I may run into the same problems that a flipper does, such as you're going to hit, you may, you may hit a recession, you may hit a depression and you're going to get trapped. It's true. It, there, there is that risk, but I'll tell you, I'm very conservative with my numbers. You know, when I purchased, there are at least a hundred thousand dollars of equity in the as is condition. Um, usually a little bit more. And like I said, it takes me a while to find these properties. Don't, don't think that, you know, they come by every day. Okay. I find, I look at a hundred and I find one. 
I, I look at 100, I contact 50, um, most of them say no, a few of them let me write an offer, one of them gets accepted. That's how it typically works. <coughs> so the model that I'm looking at now, I want to get the, you know, I, I want to go for more. I want to find properties that that I know I can continually, you know, walk in with, with, with better terms and make a better profit. And so be it, you know, the truth is I'm set. If I wanted to, I, I, maybe your situation is different. Everybody's situation is different. If your situation is, you know, you, you, you're very tight on cash, you're very conservative, uh, you don't want to play a little bit of a riskier game, then so be it. But in my situation, you know, I live in a house that's paid off. Um, me and my wife, we both make over six figures. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're very comfortable. So I, I could easily live the rest of my life in this type of, um, status with no problems. So, but, but why, what is the point then? (laughs) You understand? Like we, we will die, you know, we will die one day. And when we die, Everything that I have will get passed along. My kids will be fine. You know, they're going to have their education. They're going to do their own thing. I'll pass along enough money to where they will hopefully remember me and come visit in my later years. Okay. Um, so why not go for more? You know, get yourself. This is my this is my suggestion to everyone. Get yourself to a status quo, something that you can live with the rest of your life. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to live in a big house. Get yourself to a condition where like, okay. If nothing else, I can be happy with this. Now start building that the the uh, the money, the assets that you can play with. Something extra that you can say, okay, with this I'm gonna go for broke. I don't mind. Yes, it's a hundred thousand. Yes, it's half a million. Yes, it's a million. Yes, it's a million. Okay, a million dollars is not a lot of money to some people, and it's a lot of money to 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 some other people. But the point is, it's like. If you if you just look at the big picture, if you've ever gone and played No Limit Texas Hold'em, I'll tell you the people that are mo- the most successful at No Limit Texas Hold'em is the ones that understand at any given time their entire stack is at risk. Okay? When you are playing for your entire stack, because that's what it is. It's completely different than any other game like like Limit, a Pot Limit, um, um, any anything other than No Limit is completely different, because the the blinds could be one dollar, two dollar. You could have half a million dollars in in your stack, or 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 a million dollars in your stack, and you could put them all in. The blinds are one dollar, two dollars. Somebody goes all in for a million dollars, you can call. It doesn't matter what, what what you started with. It doesn't matter what you know what the what the starting you know, limits are for, for the blinds, you could put everything in at once. And that's what life is. You know, when you become an adult, whatever money you have, if you want to bet it all on something, that is what you can do. <clears throat> so that's what you should really consider when you're doing this. And it doesn't mean that you are more risky. It actually means you're more conservative. But it also means that when you find if you work hard and you find a deal, you have the ability to grow exponentially. You know, if I have aces and two aces come up on the flop, it's an exaggeration, obviously. You know, all I'm worried about is a is a 
is a royal flush. I don't even know if that's possible with the, with the amount of cars, but you see where I'm going with that, right? You're, if you have a 99% chance of winning, would you bet everything you have, okay? And I, I guarantee you, you do that every single day anyway. When you get into your car, there may be a 0.001% chance that you die in your car, but you take that risk. Because you know the chances of you dying in that car today are so little that you sh- that you can go out. So everybody has a risk level, okay. Um, and that's the same with me. You know, I, as I grew, as I grow from buying one rental to several rentals now, you know, your risk tolerance increases. Why? Because my understanding of the risk is so much better now. You know, when I when I understand the location, when I understand the property, what needs to be done to it, the 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 buyers in that area, the you know the value of, of what it is and what it will be, the risk significantly is reduced for me. Now it goes from fifty percent down to one percent. So you're telling me, would I bet half a million dollars on on a on a bet where I have a ninety nine percent chance of winning? I I would think a lot of people would, and I personally would too. You know, if you spin the roulette wheel and the only thing that I'm afraid of is double zero, I would bet half a million dollars on it. I would hope you would too. But that's, you know, everybody's different. And you'd be surprised at how many people don't do that. A lot of the a lot of the hurdles for people is the education. You know, they don't understand how the game is played. So it looks like 50% to them when really it could be 1%. Or maybe it's 99% in the other favor, again, because they're, they're not educated. So, um, you know, this, this is really a, a mindset um, podcast. Um, it, it's really about why, why do I go for more when I don't have to? When, again, all my friends, it, it's tough because when you're a bunch of, when, when you're with around a group of people who are very content with where they're at, um, they're really, you know, some of them may be very good at their jobs, but that's all they really do. They may have one rental and they, they really purchased it because, you know, maybe they considered themselves living there one day as like retirement home, but not really as, you know, a model to, to get rich. Um, then it's, it's difficult because to them, you're going to look different. You're going to look a little crazy. You're going to look ambitious, greedy. Um, so it, it, it's, um, you have to find the right people. And if you can't, you know, like this is what I do. I go to meetups. I, I, look, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of books. A lot of people think your mentor has to be somebody that you know. It doesn't have to be somebody that you know. Um, it can be somebody that you can listen to. So, you know, surround yourself with things that that will echo what you believe in and that can educate you. Um, and know when you're not educated, okay? I have a friend who's a realtor. Um, you know, frankly, he is a really good guy, one of my very good friends, but he he just isn't educated in real estate. But nonetheless, he's jumped in into situations where the, the risk level was much higher than he imagined. And as a result, he's getting burned by it. Now, I think he will make it to the other end, but he, not without some scars, some financial scars. Um, and he may be successful through it, but there there was a lot of problems with with the approach that he took i think um so anyways you know i don't want to ramble on too long about this but 
you know, my, my, my point is just, just to summarize everything, you know, is that when people ask why you, why it looks like you're risking more than you need to, when you have enough, you know, just tell them like, listen, this is what I want to do. This is my path in life. This is, this is what I love. Um, I have no other way to explain it. Um, I, I will I will explain to you my reasoning for what I do. If you're ever interested, I will break that down to you. I will always do that for the for the people that I love, and typically that's enough for them. Um, but but please don't get in my way, and I hope I hope I have your support. So that that's really all I have. I hope that some of that made sense, and I didn't ramble on too long. Um, enjoy your Wednesday. Have a good day. Thanks.